Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily, but this time... In the unusual Monday slot that follows a pay-per-view, we've got some Elimination Chamber to get into, and I don't have to even tease you too much, do I? Because The Miz shocks everyone by cashing in the Money in the Bank contract. He is the new WWE Champion, and that is a bump in the road on the way to WrestleMania that many hadn't really planned for. So we will get into a lot of the news tonight. before and after the Chamber, in fact, we've got, you know, Keith Lee to talk about um, and how he didn't make his way onto the card in the end and how that has shaped everything. So, guys, while Louis Dangor, the Wonder Kid, and I are here to discuss the Chamber, so are you. Make sure you get your opinions and your hot takes into us. How do you feel about The Miz? How do you feel about this change? Make sure you let us know. Get your ultra chats in wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. And we will make sure they're read out on screen. We will debate them. And there is a lot to debate. So, without further ado, Louis, I don't know what you're doing over there. I can hear everything. Are you okay? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was sorting something out because I I'll get into this now. So I I, I wasn't very happy last night after this. Whole thing had transpired. I uh, I I needed a bit of a pick me up with this pay per view. And this listen, the first half did it. The second half didn't. And I posted this poll about how people felt about it. And I'm shocked that like over half are positive and are happy that the Miz you, won the WWE Championship. You keep putting too much stock into what Twitter will tell no, you. No, listen, listen. But even even now, listen, we've got a few ultra chats in in the chamber already. All are positive that Miz is champion. All I've seen on Twitter is a lot of people being very positive that Miz is champion. And I'm I'm surprised that in 2021, people are so positive. Because if you watch the WrestleTalk live reactions, none of us were, were, were particularly elated at the fact that Miz won the title. Especially at the expense of Drew. I know that lastly, as we'll get into talking about, it looks like it could be part of a bigger picture, which is a good thing. But it's it's not great news. Like, I I, I didn't I, I I I'm not very happy that the Miz is WWE champion in 2021. Mm. I mean, I'm going to get onto this later on. Jav Arden says, "Louis, have you come to grips with Edge versus listen. Roman yet?" No, you listen. Ninety nine percent. 
Louis is yeah. sure that Edge and Roman won't go ahead. Do you want? Do you want to put money on it? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then what does your ninety nine percent mean, Louis Dangle? Come on, man. So I was like, listen, it's so obvious that I don't think they're going to give it to us. Like it was so. I know you have to have like the whole point thing, but I just thought I I thought that he was going to come out at the end and spear Drew McIntyre as well. I just thought it was so obvious that like him pointing to the sign, spearing him, that it just wasn't gonna it just wasn't gonna be that, and it was gonna be something else, whether that was Balor or McIntyre. And the way the whole match was pitched in the elimination chamber, I thought that Roman Reigns. Listen, if Edge wasn't a factor. We'd all be sitting there thinking Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan makes a lot of sense for WrestleMania. We'd all be like, you know, based on the booking last night, the booking of the chamber, that match makes sense. And because Drew has less options, and I guess I wasn't really considering Bobby as an option, which is on me, um, as we'll get into talking about. Um, so I just thought Drew Roman clearly has more options. So uh, let's give Drew um, Edge and have Roman face Daniel Bryan, but I, I don't think that's the plan anymore. 99%. I was on the stream and I got a bit excited. <laughs> I saw the tweet and I was like, God damn. People are like, I thought it was confirmed. Sorry, when did WWE's confirmation of anything start being taken as gospel? Yeah, when have WWE ever gone back on promoting something? They were promoting Lacey and Asuka. They were promoting Lacey and Asuka until like a couple of hours before Elimination Chamber. They were promoting Keith Lee for the show a couple of hours before. WWE's word has never been gospel. So I think when I was, I was like, listen, I'm not stupid. I've seen it confirmed. I'm just saying I think they could switch it. That that was my thought. All right, but okay. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you just learn your lesson in percentages. This is like the conversation we had, you know, when I said Charlotte Flair 100 won't be at SummerSlam, and I believed that, and I was still terrified of that all the way till SummerSlam. And I was like, what if I'm wrong? I'm gonna look. listen. I've got nothing go. to lo- I've got nothing to lose though. Right? If I'm wrong, everyone thinks I'm gonna be wrong. But if I'm right, I'm a genius. <laughs> One of them. All right, mate. No worries. Uh, Fecker says, uh, hey, why are you later today? Well, we are always a little bit later on the pay-per-view post-shows, even though they're a day later, um, because I have a radio show on Mondays on TalkSport that goes from 7 until 9. So once I'm finished there, I hop on here. So thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. busy you. man, but we, we will be here from tomorrow and through the rest of the week at the usual 8pm yeah. slot. So fear not, the, the, the late starts are just for the post-pay-per-view yeah. shows. Yeah, uh, Tuesday through Friday, 8 p.m. Louis is back tomorrow and Friday. You've got SP3 Wednesday and Steph Chase there on Thursday. I mean, without further ado, we're going to get into the chamber and we're going to get into some news lines, but let's discuss Miz first. This has to be the thing we want to talk about. I know we do titular news. I know Sasha Banks has said some stuff on Stone Cold, but we have to talk Miz WWE title first. Now, let me kick things off. I don't think it's that bad. Everyone seems to be kicking up a massive fuss about this. But if it, and look, if, if it ends up the Miz defends the title at Mania, retains and stuff, then I'll eat my words and I'll say, well, look, that wasn't very good. If it's what we believe it to be, where he drops the title to Bobby Lashley tonight, 
Fast lane, wherever it is, and eventually he faces Drew at WrestleMania, then it is fine. And that is fully uh, what I expect. No, by oh. he, but I was going to say, by he, you mean Bobby Lashley, not the Bobby Miz. Lashley defend the title, right? Yeah. So Bobby Lashley beats the Miz before Mania, faces Drew at WrestleMania. Fine that is me. what I, I expect. And I think in the role, I mean... I've been told, I got told last night, it is Lashley and Drew, and this was before the Chamber started. Obviously, the way things manifested, I'm now more sure than ever. And I, and you have to remember, there was that segment in the show as well where Bad Bunny gave Miz the business and Damien Priest is there. They're still telling that story. They're still keeping that in the front of your mind. I still believe that's where the Miz is going with John Morrison. And for the spot that he's in, Putting the Miz in this transitional champion spot, he's pretty much perfect for it, right? Like, if you were to go, it's the perfect world, you go, oh, yeah, there's so many different people you give that opportunity to, like a Keith Lee or a Damian Priest. They are not the right person for a very short-term switch onto Bobby Lashley, right? You, The Miz holding the briefcase. I said this on Twitter last night, and I was very surprised by the amount of people that were furious about it. His tremendous work at the original brand brand split in 2016 all the way to Mr. Raj 2018. Tremendous. He deserved the title run then. It should have been him and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania for the title. Once Bryan came out of retirement, they missed a trick. The Miz should have had his moment then. That doesn't mean he deserves this moment now or like this moment should happen as a byproduct of that good work then. But what it does mean is that the Miz is still someone who has been deserving. He's put in the work. He's long tenured, right? He's the perfect kind of smug in your face heel that works for this transition. If we go to Lashley and Drew, this is fine. That's all I'm saying. I agree. And uh, while we are here, we will obviously say that Wrestle Votes has said that the plan Miz is not going to be in the oh, as far as they are aware that Miz is not going to be in the WWE title picture at WrestleMania. And it is going to be Drew. Uh, we didn't say Drew McIntyre would be involved, but he said Bobby Lashley would. And um, based on what we saw last night, logic would dictate it will be Drew McIntyre. Possibly I'm told. challenging. I'm told it's true. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know uh, until you mentioned it, whether we were allowed to discuss uh, <laughs> that you knew. Um, well, but, I mean, I'm just saying that's what one person has said. Again, like, I'm not, I haven't, like, laid a report out or anything. But this is what somebody who I consider reliable said to me yesterday. So, I mean, things can change. Mania season, don't consider it a report. I'm just saying um, that is oh, and, and like, on the strength of last night, as you just said, would make sense. Oh, what I was going to say was, listen, I, I, I think, as you say, in this transitional role where they probably want Drew McIntyre to win the title in front of fans again. Give him that moment he missed out on last year. So I expect him to walk out of WrestleMania with the WWE title. Me too. So you, Bobby Lashley is going to have a short reign, really. Either I think it'd either be tonight or Fastlane. Cool, whatever. Short reign, fine. I just don't know whether this needed to happen. Whether Miz needed, whether we needed the added layer of Miz involved in this sort of title feud uh, between Bobby Lashley and Drew. Yes, what, okay, but why? Like, I, I get why not, but also, oh. like, what what does Miz, apart from getting the title onto Bobby, which is basically what, what, what they're trying to do, this match adds, like, having Miz win 
adds nothing apart from getting money in the bank off him and to get the title onto Bobby. Whether you could have Drew retain the title against Bobby at Mania, both going really hot. And listen, both both are really hot. They're probably the two most protected people on Raw, probably two of the three most protected people in WWE right now, with the exception of Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley as a WrestleMania semi-main event, co-main event, whatever you want to call it, I am all on board with. I think it would be fantastic. And both deserve it. They both put in a great shift over the last year. They both deserve it. I just don't want Miz to muddy the waters a bit and sort of it to get annoying with Miz. I don't want it to... I haven't enjoyed anything The Miz has done really recently. His, his comedy, if you can even call it that, hasn't been entertaining with me. I think uh, I just don't want him to bring down segments that involve Bobby and Drew, who have both been on a roll and have been, really been enjoying their work. I don't want the waters to become muddied where, say this runs until Fastlane, we've only got th- like two, three weeks to WrestleMania after then. Th- yeah, like three, three weeks. Lane, two, yeah. Yeah, so like you don't want to muddy the waters with having Miz involved with one of your top feuds, for and it's the same with the SmackDown stuff, like with the SmackDown women's title picture. I'm feeling the same way about having Reginald involved, and uh, the, we'll, get, the we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get it's to like that. just let Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks do their stuff, and on the other hand, just let Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre do their stuff. Don't have the Miz involved. Uh, I, that's my thing. But if it means Drew. Uh, Bobby Lashley gets the WWE title. I will be all on board with that because he, it's long overdue. This is the best he's been booked since he returned to WWE. I'm really enjoying his work. He looked absolutely brilliant last night in everything he did. I hope this is just going to make him look like a smart businessman coming out of it. Like he's worked out a deal where he gets the first title shot. I think that this for Bobby Lashley will be a big win. And I'm very excited to hopefully see him with the WWE title over the next couple of, couple of weeks. Look, I mean, people forget, like, going into Mania 17, like, Steve Austin and The Rock, the main story between that, the two biggest stars in the history of the business now, but even at that time, was Deborah being The Rock's manager. There was no need for that. But the ends kind of justify the means, right? If the match is great and you get to where you want to go, whatever. In my opinion, for this story, it is a victim of circumstance, right? There's a whole crescendo of things that have led us to this point. The Money in the Bank briefcase and how poorly it was uh, handled in the first place has kind of backed WWE into this corner. Yeah. They, you know, like they they put it back on Miz for some reason. Okay, it's fine. You had to get it off Otis, but you didn't have to put it on Otis in the first place. We could go around in circles all day here. But either way, once they got it on Miz, it was like, what are they going to do? They're going to have him lose it or is he going to, is he going to win it? When? How are they going to fit that into the picture? So, As soon as they did that, that was the issue. Then you've got Drew, who's had this, like, fantastic reign. I know he had the three-week kick-up or whatever it was uh, with Randy Orton. But typically speaking, probably the best booked and liked babyface champion in years. Yeah, Kofi Kingston was as well, but he wasn't booked as well as Drew. Um, And then you get to this kind of storm now where it's like, okay, what are you going to do? So I'm not saying... I would have said, you know what? Have Miz be the champion, like, under two months away from Mania. Like, that wouldn't have been my preference. But I think where we're at now, and the vehicle is to get Bobby Lashley to WrestleMania as the champion. Otherwise, does Bobby Lashley get a reign? And I'm not saying, like, they're charity reigns and, like, oh, you know, he's only going to have it for, like, however long. If it's tonight or fast lane, it's going to be, like, what, month, two months? He still deserves a reign, in my opinion, Bobby Lashley. 
in his WWE career. I think if he'd retired without being a proper world champion, ECW, but come on. If he had retired without having a true world championship, it would have been a bit of a crime. Um, he's had a great last year. I think for where we're at, this is okay. That's that's my like underlying thing. I don't. It's not the direction I would have ideally sought after if you'd let me set it up from yeah. however far out. But I don't think WWE had that foresight. And I think they've been adjusting on the fly for a while. And when you look at the situation and Miz having the briefcase, them getting to Mania, if it, is, if it does play out the way we think, where Lashley gets the title, then you've got Drew and Lashley, dominant champion, big baby face. I think that's fine. I'm okay with that. So I've got a little pitch for you. Not long. So I think this would have been better. You have MVP buy the briefcase off Miz and have Bobby Lashley cash in last night. That way, you don't have this mm. Miz involvement. You've got the all business side of the Hurt business. You And I know it kind of makes Miz look stupid a little bit, but he already looks stupid, so it doesn't really make a difference. What, what, apart from money, what, do, what does Miz get out of it? Like, maybe he gets the first shot? Is this what we're saying, or what? Maybe something like that. And then you have Miz and Bobby at Fastlane, where Miz gets a guaranteed shot. Okay, that's fine. He gets money and a guaranteed shot. But that way, you don't have the misery. You have Bobby Lashley walk out of the show as WWE champion, which would have left people on a much happier note than the Miz walking out as WWE champion. I think that it, it, it would have been something different. We've never seen that before. I just think that, I, I don't know. I, I I don't want to be negative because Miz is fantastic, but it's an example. Right? And listen, he did deserve it in 2016 to 2018. He deserved it 100%. But again, he deserved it in 2016 to 2018. That's five to three, three to five years ago, not in 2021, in my view. His Although you look at the the promo he did yesterday, right? Like you, you, I know you, I know you said, "Oh, I haven't enjoyed anything that the Miz has done." But even just the like two promos he's done since winning the title, Miz can flip that switch. He can be that yeah. guy again, right? Like it's not. I know it's not his fault that he's been booked in like a comedy pairing with John Morrison, hey hey ho hoes, and all that malarkey. Like it, to me. And this goes from a lot of people. It's like Daniel Bryan. Like he can job to people for however long and put people over. But the second you take him seriously, you can do it. And now The Miz and Daniel Bryan, very different. But character standpoint, The Miz can turn it on its head just like that. So I don't think it's that much of a stretch to be like, oh, he hasn't been doing much. And then using a money in the bank to get where he is now. It would have been different if you, I don't know, like Jeff Hardy, he was just in the chamber and then he wins it. But the briefcase, I think it makes it a bit different. So in the last year... Miz has won one, one, apart from last night, has won one singles match. I know. I saw that. Like three, listen, is, this, is it not three? Did he not win three in the last year? In the, in the last 365 days, he won last night and then beat Otis for money in the bank. Listen, I agree. There you go. M Miz, Miz is doing, like, his promo, he can switch it. He did a great promo on Raw. But it's muddy. Like, tonight, we are not going to get serious, Miz. We are going to get hey, hey, ho, ho, Miz TV, correct nonsense. That's what we're going to get tonight. And that is why I'm not keen on this because I don't. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'll tell you, I don't want to say 100% because that's becoming my thing now. But we will get <laughs> Miz, we will get Miz comedy crap tonight. Uh, One million percent. Whether it's effective heel, and listen, the fact I'm not happy about it, it's effective heel work. I am not happy with Miz becoming champion. Right. The you, in, in that sense, you, you said, oh, it would have sent people home happier. Do you have to? 
When I meant send people went home happier, it wasn't it. Listen, no one was going unhappy in terms of screw Miz. They were going screw WWE for booking that. I think it's a difference between being unhappy with the company and the decisions they're making as opposed to being unhappy with, for example, Miz winning the title. Like, not but the anger wasn't at Miz. The anger was at WWE, which I don't think is this kind of correct heat and kind of create correct reaction that you're looking for. I think Bobby walking out with a title would have got that reaction. You would have got the people that are like, no, I want um, Drew to be champion. I don't want him to have lost the title, but I'm quite happy to see Bobby in that position. He deserves it. And the WrestleMania plans are exciting. I think now you've got heat on WWE for people going, oh man, why have they done that decision? Like, what, what, what silly decision to make? And I don't think that's effective booking for the long run. I, I think you could do that. Like you've you've attributed character between character and WWE, like where the heat will go. But no matter what the character does, that's always heat to WWE because it's them who decides, Lou. So like you can't yeah. really make that differential. All I'm no, saying here but... is for the Miz again. The point is here that he's kind of spoiling the pie, right? Like we yes. all know that. We all know that he's not going to be the guy, or nobody particularly wants him to be the. No one really wanted him to be the guy the first time round, right? Like 2010, but. Where we're at in this story is just Drew went through hell to win the chamber. He overcame the odds. He outlasted. He then got screwed by Lashley. And then Miz picks up the pieces, right? Miz is meant to be the piece of crap in this story. He's meant to be the opportunistic scumbag, right? Drew is the guy who's protected and kind of went through everything, still looked strong, did the impossible, and then it all got taken away from him. It's very easy to see what WWE are trying to to do here the only way they make it really wrong in my opinion is if they just go too much in on the miz people will go oh you know it devalues the title you don't have to have the title everyone have a, an amazingly long reign there can be shocks and surprises time to time that's fine and Kane, i think Kane in this was, was champion for a day i think people have been desensitized to the short couple of week reigns like undertaker never really had long reigns with the title like people like i think people Mankind. forget that the the when like I don't I don't I don't want to make you feel old but when you were watching Al like as a kid no one really had these long reigns it was quite well, short I, burst mankind had three of them and they lasted a grand total of about five weeks so I yeah, mean it's exactly. it doesn't always have to be that way and I think you know every now and again that kind of shock to the system that doesn't mean to be a pun or anything like is fine. I get it that people don't like the Miz, but I think that's the point. Um, I'm, you know, if you, if you ask me, do I want the Miz to be like my WWE champion? No, obviously not. Like there's a whole list of guys that I'd like to see be the champion, but you have to remember it is like, I, well, I say you have to remember, I don't even know this for sure. I'm assuming it's an end justifies the means situation where the Miz is just playing a role um, to get so. us to I, the next I, point. I absolutely hope so. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh... Before we move on, did, did you see the promo that was going around on social media where the uh, MVP said uh, oh, I shared in it. a performance center days? Yeah. Do you reckon that WWE is going to play this in video packages and make it out like this was always the plan? A million percent. A million percent. They, they've stumbled on <laughs> they've stumbled on long-term storytelling and they're gonna they're gonna be like, We we told you. Come on. Um Shall we get to the titular news, Louis? I know some people are probably waiting. Sasha Banks on Stone Cold Steve Austin mm. at Broken Skull Sessions. It seems like she didn't just want to take a break from WWE, Louis. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, uh, so Sasha asked to leave WWE. She has revealed on the Broken Skull Sessions, which, by the way, I'm, I'm about halfway through it, and it's absolutely fantastic. I, I absolutely love the series he's done with, with particularly the more like the, the contemporary stars like Drew and Bailey, and now Sasha. It's absolutely brilliant, and this one is no exception. So, um, so, so it's sort of a, a series of quotes which I'll run through. Um, Sasha Banks told uh, told Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, that when they won the ti- the, the women's tag titles, her and Bailey at tw- uh, WrestleMania tw- uh, that Elimination Chamber 2019, she wasn't happy. She said, "At Elimination Chamber, I know how important that match was for Bailey, but at the time, I was slowly going down and not happy." She spoke obviously quite openly about having depression, and she said that to Steve Austin. Said depression was taking over. She was struggling with being on the road so much. She said, uh, "I wanted to make sure that I didn't lose myself." I couldn't even look at myself. I didn't know who the hell I was, how I was going to work. Uh, she spoke about how she didn't even recognize what her own real hair looked like because all she saw was her old purple hair that she used to wear. And spoilers for people, that isn't her real hair. And uh, she, she said, I asked, uh, so this is the sort of quote that we've run with today. I asked to leave and Vince was like, no. And then she laughed. He said, no. He said, I'm going to give you 30 days to think about it. And she took, obviously, more than 30 days. She took uh, four months in total between WrestleMania and the night after SummerSlam. I mean, uh, more more than me being happy, selfishly, that Sasha Banks stayed with WWE because of how much I've enjoyed her work over the last year. I'm just happy that she seems to be in a much better place within herself, enjoying her work, enjoying coming in. I'm sure that, I guess, the COVID eras probably helped where you're not on the road as much or... You're, you're you're being in an environment, but I'm sure four four months off massively helped, and I, I, I'm obviously happy that Sasha opted to stay and that uh, Vince sort of didn't 
I guess, agreed to let her go and said, no, we'll give you the time off. Just sort of rethink your decision. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's it's always not nice to hear that anyone's struggling, but fantastic to for Sasha Banks in terms of um, in, in terms of doing better with herself. I think that's the main thing. Yeah, well, of course, of course, that's the most prominent thing here. Um, I mean, I'm just glad that we didn't lose Sasha Banks from wrestling. Like I, I've said it many times before, I think she's the best female wrestler in the world for my money right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that kind of Vincent Mann has learned lessons because back in the Attitude Era, like, you know, Kurt Angle could have done with some time off, right? Like with all the pain he was dealing with and neck issues and stuff. And, and you know, Vince used to drive people into the ground at that point. You couldn't have a holiday. Uh, and you know, so yeah. it seems at least at least he listened on this one, um, which I'm glad to know. More depressing news for female Anna Jade Louis. What yeah, bad news she got today? It's it's awful. I mean, she it was announced by AW that she's going to be out for between six to twelve months with a dislocated shoulder that requires surgery. Uh, she was supposed to face, uh, I believe, it's Britt Baker. Um, let me double check that. She's supposed to face, tournament. yeah, Britt Baker in the tournament today that's going on YouTube. Uh, but she has been replaced in the tournament by Maddie Renkowski. That's what I'm going to go with, Renkowski. Uh, unfortunately, sure. going to be out for six to twelve months, which is so so unfortunately sad. I don't know if you know, but she dislocated a shoulder in 2019, and I'm someone that dislocated my shoulder a fair few times. Once it goes once. It goes quite often, so I hope this isn't a regular. I don't because... know if this can be seen by the camera. Can anyone see the train tracks there? Oh, yeah. I have a plate uh, in my shoulder from when I dislocated it playing football. So I can so... pop, I can look, pop my shoulder in and out, which is disgusting for people that don't want to see it. But uh, yeah, I, I can pop my shoulder in and out, which is vile. But. Um, it's, it's, it's sad. And it's obviously at this young stage of her career had a fantastic sort of year since the beginning of the pandemic, moving forward with AEW, getting signed, having her first real proper matches on a national televised stage. And she was really impressing a lot of people, uh, myself included. I'm sure you were in that bracket as well. Yeah. So to hear yeah. that she's out for twelve, for six to 12 months is a real shame. But the outpour of support I've seen on social media from, from wrestlers, from any company really i've seen wwe talent uh, posting messages of sort of positive affirmations for and jay i've seen obviously aw talent heel and babyface alike even Britt baker who she's feuding with or not feuding with but was supposed to face in the tournament has sort of sent i think a bit of a sarcastic but positive message and i i really hope that come Hopefully six months, but whenever she is healthy, Anna Jay can come back and absolutely kill it with what she's doing. Uh, because as part yeah. of the Dark Order, I've really enjoyed what she's been doing. It sucks, man. Like, I mean, you know, uh, if you look at like a Tegan Knox and a Chris Statlander, like knee injuries, of course, they can debilitate you and you can get recurring problems. But shoulders are no joke. They, they really do come back to bite you. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, for me, before I had the surgery, so I dislocated my shoulder. And then I was playing football. It got better. I strengthened it, but it would just keep going. It just kept coming out. And eventually, yeah. I was sitting at home. I was sitting at home one day, and I sneezed in bed, and it like proper came out. And I was like, "Like you have to like roll around to even get it back in." I was like, "I can't." I felt like I couldn't do it anymore. It was awful. I, Let alone doing something as physical as physical as what these people have to do. What I will say though, 
is uh, Randy Orton had really bad shoulder problems at one point, and he managed to get it sorted out and stuff. And yeah. uh, that gives me hope that Anna Jay will hopefully come back and uh, and do good things. She was just getting going. Uh, oh, Kirby Freeman, Yuka is being Emmy tonight. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, Kirby. Uh, I don't know though. I, I really hope so, but um. Emi Sakura obviously had a banger in the first round match of the night, I think people would say. I spoke to Kenny about this the other day. I actually said in my interview, I told him straight up, like, I'm a big Yuka guy, like biased. Um, and he was like, welcome to the club. So hopefully the way they value her and her previous relation, way they, I would love her to get to the final. Like, I think Yuka Asia Con could be yeah. the final. It could be. Um it's just hard to say, man. It's just hard to say. Um, but I do think I thought Yuka had a great uh, showing in the first one. The magical girl splash and all that good stuff, man. She's great. She's so great. I encourage everyone to go ahead and check her out, man. Um, what else have we got here? She had surgery on it last time. She hurt it too. That's true, Matthew Medeza. She has had previous shoulder issues. That's what I was saying. I think but the thing with Orton was he had like hyperx. I hope this is a thing. Like hyperextending shoulders. And that he, that's how he kept hurting themselves. So I don't even know if they're the same injuries, but um, hopefully, whatever they're doing, man, they're gonna they're gonna fix her up, good and proper. She was just getting going. She really was. Uh, Louis, yeah, it, it, it is sad. But... It is, man. Uh, what other bit of news shall we go to now, Louis? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean Davy Smith. Okay, I was going to say it's I still mean, a lot of chamber news, but we'll we'll get to that after uh, this David there, there is, but I assume a lot of our, our ultra chats are kind of chamber related. So I'm thinking, let's get the I mean, let's to get be the fair, news. A, a lot a lot of Drew are uh, looking through now. A lot of Drew and Miz and Lashley related, which obviously we'll get in. So if you guys want, obviously any anything that you think about last night's show. Uh, that you want us to debate, talk about, answer questions, uh, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. We can see there's actually quite a few in the dock already, which the there lovely is. moderators are, are collating for us. Um, but yeah, Davey Boy Smith Jr., obviously formerly David Hart Smith of WWE, who was tag team with uh, Tyson Kidd, tag team champions. He told uh, Alistair McGeorge or George? I'm going to go for George. McGeorge. McGeorge. Sorry. Alistair um, McGeorge. He, I thought it was George for some reason. Alistair McGeorge, who, by the way, I think he's got some great interviews lately. He's had Moxley. He's had David, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. So check him out because he, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. openly told him that he was likely returning to WWE once the pandemic sort of gets over. He was saying that NXT UK was an option, but obviously that door has been shut now. There were talks with uh, moving him even to NXT in the US. Uh, I think a lot of people were... He, he was very well touted, and he spoke about having options with a lot of places. Um, but he said, listen, with, with his dad going into the Hall of Fame, supposed to be last year, and it will now be this year, and him supposed to induct him, I think he felt like it was time to return to WWE. He's got a great, a great sort of... a I guess, uh, uh, great, since he's left WWE, he's got a great sort of portfolio of work, great matches with New Japan. So he was a great tag team with Lance Archer, um, sort of a, really worked as a big man. He was at Bloodsport uh, last week, over the weekend, facing John Moxley in what was a fantastic match. So I'm looking forward mm. to seeing him back in WWE. I think it's going to be great to see him there. He's a great guy. He, he's a bit of a unique, a unique character, to say the least. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he'll have a Drew McIntyre-esque 
return to WWE, and I don't mean like to the title. I mean, I think he'll go through NXT and and do that journey rather than straight onto the main roster. And I actually do think he'd be a good challenger for Volta uh, if that were to be the direction they wanted to go in. So a lot of options. There are a lot of options going on there. Uh, let's move along to the chamber. Um, I'm going to touch on a point that Louis made earlier, and I will let that man elaborate. I did not care for the Reginald stuff with Sasha and Bianca. Um, I'm I'm sure that there's some logic and theory that Carmella is secretly pulling strings or whatever that might be, but it just makes Sasha and Bianca look a little bit silly, especially Sasha with the finish yesterday. Um, I don't think that was a needle pusher on the way to WrestleMania. That's not a great launch pad or anything. I don't, I don't see what it did. I don't know why Reginald needs to be this involved or why is being entertained. Like it's storyline wise. I'm talking here. Like why people are like, Oh yeah, cool. Like go away, man. Like, you know, he's, he's not in any of their business and yet they're trying to make it that way. It doesn't make sense. I don't think this was the most advised match anyway like Bianca and Sasha, like there was a lot of different things you could have done if you wanted the tag titles on that show. The match, by the way, till the finish was good stuff. It's good action. It just, the Reginald stuff stinks. I'm sorry it does. Yeah, it's, he's, it's good. he's good. He's good. He's good. Yeah. It's just not, it's, it's not the right place for him. You and I were speaking on Friday show about how this felt like a WrestleMania. could have been night one main event, Bianca and Sasha. Felt, feels like it did and it'd be deserved. We've said that for weeks now. But unfortunately, with the Reginald stuff, it just felt like, again, similar to the Miz thing. You've got a good thing going with Sasha and Bianca. They're good, good foundations there, good work. You don't need to muddle it with the Reginald stuff where mm. Carmella's involved and whatever will happen at, at Fastlane with, with these two. I just don't think they needed it. I would have even preferred the classic storyline of, oh, how can they get along? And maybe even Banks turns last night on Bianca. And you, uh, that that's how you sort of give them an out to losing. But Bianca wasn't really involved in the finish. Banks lost, getting pinned by Nia Jax, which for your, put it in a men's sort of men's perspective, right? Say you've got Drew McIntyre being pinned by Robert Roode ahead of WrestleMania. Like, it, I'm just saying. We got against Robert Roode. <laughs> no, no, I, I just said Robert Roode because he's a tag team champion, and you got Drew sure. McIntyre like the singles champion. You don't want him to lose like seven weeks out from WrestleMania in in a match like that. I just don't think it works very well. Uh, I, I wouldn't have muddied it and sort of had Reginald involved in any capacity. I probably wouldn't have even had this match on the card to be honest. I think it does more harm than it does good. And WWE has got themselves. It worked with Bailey and Banks. Uh, but they need to separate the tag titles and the singles titles. I think the WWE has got into a habit of like, oh, like they need to be intertwined. They they don't need to be intertwined. Just leave it sort of as it is. Have your two separate divisions. Um, but it's it, it just not. It, it, this was the point that the show went slightly downhill for me. Up to this point, and as we will talk about, SmackDown Chamber, brilliant. One of my favorite Chamber matches ever. Even the pre-show four-way was fun. The United States Championship match was great. I thought it worked well. Uh, I enjoyed the first part of the show, but once it got to this part, went downhill. And Again, speculation on my part. Do you think this would have been the match if Lacey Evans, obviously WWE didn't find out that Lacey Evans fell pregnant? Do you think that this was the replacement women's match? 
Yeah, but that shouldn't even be the thing, right? They, I mean, there's room for both. Um, you know, last there night's pay per view, last night's pay per view was shorter than Raw, but uh, I, I <laughs> and I'm not complaining. Well, I mean, I, I think that they probably it weren't. It certainly was a last minute thing, but I I thought when they put it together, like okay, maybe you know there's some dissension here, and we get Sasha, you know, the beginning of maybe the Sasha Hilton because I I find it hard to believe it would be Bianca and Sasha going at it face and face at WrestleMania. I think Sasha works better as a heel anyway. Uh, even yeah. Sasha's like the laugh, even like the laugh Sasha does in promos at the moment, like I, I feel like is more of a heel thing. Like maybe that's even thinking about it too much, but I, I, I was wondering if there's little like breadcrumbs that are going to lead us to um, the heel turn for Sasha. And I thought maybe, although she wouldn't have actually turned heel last night, it might've been the start of it. Like the, you know, the, the wheels getting turning. So I'm just a little bit, you know, I just don't think Reginald needs to be in this spot. If uh, it, it might end, you know, and even if I've seen people say Carmella maybe gets involved and it becomes a three way, like, really? No. Like, I mean, like, what you've got, you've got Belair and Banks. That is a big one on one match. You, I don't think, unless they go out of their way to like crowbar Bailey in because she has history with both very recent history. I just don't think you make it a triple threat. That is a big enough singles match on its own. Let it stand on its own. I, um, I, and, you know, Bianca trying to arrive and almost usurp Sasha is a story in itself. I don't think you need this weird yeah. Reginald stuff. Anyway, there you go. That's just my opinion. No, I, I agree. And I, I, Listen, all due respect to Carmella, who I think has come on leaps and bounds recently, has put in some great work. Yeah. Two matches with Banks I really enjoyed. But... I just think this is probably a level up from what I don't want to say a level up from her because that sounds like I don't think she's great and I do. I just was looking forward to it so much that I don't think you need Reginald's involvement at all or Carmella's involvement for that matter. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. I wonder how that's going to develop in the coming weeks. Let's get into the super chats and let's see if we can uh, retrace the card that way. Uh, Mayor of Painsville, Dan. Hey, brother. Uh, hello, guys. Rejoice. The Miz is WWE champion. The 11-year odyssey has come to an end. Uh, the champion is awesome. Again, sucks for Drew. But now we can book The Miz versus Bobby Lashley versus Chris Masters at Mania. Full Nelson triple threat. What a moment. Uh, yeah. Tongue in cheek to say the least. I mean, look. Oh, oh no. Uh, he's he's not being tongue-in-cheek. No, well, I mean, he, he might not be, but he, obviously it's not going to happen. Um, I'd, <laughs> although I would like to see Chris Masters return, though. He's been... Dan really wants Chris Masters. I, I, I genuinely reckon Dan would be very happy with that WrestleMania match. Well, him and him alone, maybe. Uh, I would like to see Chris Masters return, though. I must say that. Bo Hill! Uh, so glad Miz won. Always found Drew boring. Bo, come on, man. We're friends here. I give you the rub every show, and you come at me with this? Drew's boring? Uh, 
WrestleTalk's crew's reactions were hysterical, made it so much better. After beating Miz, Lashley should keep it for a while rather than Drew winning it back. Hurt business with Bobby as WWE champ would be amazing, in my opinion. For the record, uh, although I agreed with what Louis said earlier, and I think the goal is to get Drew in front of fans and have his moment this year, I'd be cool if Bobby beat Drew at Mania. And he did have a longer run and the Hurt Business were dominant on top of Raw. I would be totally, totally down for that if that were to be the case. Lou? Yeah, me too. I mean, even, imagine somehow maybe Bobby vacated the US title and MVP won it. And then you've got Bobby as uh, as WWE champion. So all the gold is held by Hurt Business. I think that would be a really cool dynamic to take. <clears throat> I, I, I listen. I, w- I think that the, as I said, I think the goal is to get Drew his moment in front of fans. But I definitely wouldn't be opposed to Lashley having a prolonged reign as champion. I think he more than deserves it. And I think maybe even a showdown with Brock Lesnar. I listen. We have we haven't spoken about that. Could Brock Lesnar be thrown into the match? And maybe we got a three way with uh, Drew, Bobby, and uh, Brock because I know WrestleVotes tweeted back in November. I think it was. The plan was uh, the tentative plan, obviously, was Brock Lesnar, Keith Lee, and um, Drew McIntyre. So imagine if it's sort of replacing Keith Lee in that mix is um, uh, uh, Brock Lesnar. I wouldn't be opposed to that in the slightest. Oh, God, no, I'd, I'd love it. Uh, I'd love Brock to return. Look, the, the thing with Brock, um, and I've kind of like reached out and tried to get info, but no, yeah, I've got nothing. I'm not gonna lie, I've got nothing. Um, and the only, the, no the one only knows. thing, no one knows. The only thing I do know is that Brock lives in Canada, and the same situation that John Cena talked about how he might not be able to get choice to WrestleMania, you'd assume applies to Brock Lesnar because if he comes down to start an angle, he's pretty much going to have to stay in America until after WrestleMania when he goes back. I don't know how that will work out if Brock wants to do that. I don't think a deal is in place yet either. So it's very uh, touch and go on Brock, but I don't. I think we should kind of brace ourselves to not have him. But by the same token, like I, I, I thought once you know, okay, thirty thousand each night at WrestleMania ish. I thought that'd be enough for WWE to kind of bring Brock back, but mm. you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, the Zornis says, "Here we go. I'm willing to spend good money to tell you." I like that Drew has lost the bell. Everyone's turning against me tonight, Lou. Why? Um, Drew was a bit boring. Now we have the joy of the chase. I hope it doesn't happen tonight. Miz is the perfect person for that. Love your take on Edge, Louis. There you go. There you go, Louis. Some love from the Zornies. One person. You take love where you can get it, my friend. Trust me. Um, yeah, I... Look, I, I've seen a lot of people. I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm just doing. I, I went bored by Drew. I, I, I think we, we will always have the UK bias and the fact we both interacted with Drew and chat to him very occasionally. I think we will yeah, both. Ha- we will both have that bias. Objectively, I didn't think there was anything wrong with Drew's reign. I think that the the Randy Orton stuff dragged it down a bit when it was sort of prolonged and like the feud sort of ran its course. But I don't think it was boring at all. I think it was the Seamus story. Everyone was kind of raving about the Seamus story, and now that he's off the top, everyone's going, "Oh yeah, Joe, Drew is a bit boring." Like that—that that, that is one of the issues with this. What's going to go on with Seamus? You never got his one-on-one. I mean, no, presumably I... that'll that'll be after Mania now for him. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, as I said earlier, WWE have kind of put themselves 
in a corner now where they can't do everything. But oh well. Um, Raging Rhino 101 says, Hi guys, number one. Oh, here we go. Uh, what would you do with Drew if he beats Bobby at Mania? I think Bobby should win because Drew has run out of threats on Raw, barring a return in Brock or Cena, but no thanks. Two, how would you feel about Brian making Edge versus Roman a triple? Yeah, of course, man. Triple threat. Edge, Roman, Brian, I'd be down with that. Like That would make sense. It would get the tease in of like the two retired guys who never thought it was going to happen, never thought they were going to meet each other. Um, not only do they meet each other, but it's in a WrestleMania main event facing Roman Reigns for the title. I mean, you haven't got to, you haven't got to sell me on that. I'd be down. And you know me, I'm the triple threat king apparently. So I'd so, be uh, I'd be down. If that does happen, that, am I right? <laughs> you would be you would be yeah well kind of kind of yeah i would say yes i would claim that as a w i would um, um i mean in terms of of what would i do if drew after me oh, i won't hide it like a lot of i mean we were saying this when we were speculating who he'd face at man you gotta remember he beat lastly clean back in like may of last year so when you look at the long list of people that he's run through there aren't many. You said no thanks to Cena and Lesnar, though. I I would watch both of those, Andrew. Yep, especially especially Cena. Cena. Yeah. Especially Cena. Um, but yeah, I understand why you might be sensitive to that. I think um it's not that there aren't people though that Raw can like Keith Lee could be built to be that guy. He could be. Like uh that's still there. There's also the superstar shakeup doesn't come to like October. SmackDown have got so much talent that is lurking beneath Roman Reigns that he looks like he could have a title reign for like two years and it'd be fun because every he's got all these different challenges. Maybe there needs to be a switch up there. Maybe there needs to be someone coming up from NXT. I don't envisage Adam Cole being there in three months' time. I don't think Adam Cole's going to be there, right? So yeah. there are options, but they do need to, as as uh, as well as they have done, and this is this is one of those situations where you can't have it all. As well as they have done to build Drew McIntyre, right? They've made him a credible champion. He's now a main event act, a solidified main event act. But they need to build other people around him. And in the process of their building him, they haven't really, apart from Bobby Lashley, managed to build anyone else. So you, when you look at your Keith Lee, your Damian Priest, these need to be the next guys in line that they say, okay, that needs to be credible. Not just face Drew, but beat him. How do you get there? That's WWE's next task for me. Uh, Lou, do you have any thoughts? As I was going to say, like we saw AJ Styles jump ship after Mania. I know it's sort of the last year we saw Apollo Crews do the same. You've got enough people on SmackDown that could now jump over, maybe a bit of more established Cesaro, Seth Rollins. I feel you could go back to the world with AJ. After WrestleMania, you always get that freshness. You feel that it's mm. the start of a new sort of, like in football, it's the start of a new season, it feels like, where... Even if you get the same matches again, it feels a bit different. Um, you obviously could have a returning Jinder Mahal to come back, and that could be like a good post-Mania feud. Uh, I, I know Al doesn't seem too keen, but no, it's um, a good well, feud. It's a good feud, but he's not going to he's not going to beat Drew. I don't want to see Jinder as no, champion. No, I remember no, no. what that was like. A hundred percent. But if you asked me, WrestleMania last year, I, I don't think many people would have told you that Bobby Lashley would be in the main event of this year's show. Like he faced Alistair Black in sure. a 
in a random match. I think you don't know who's going to come up. You don't know who WWE is going to decide to push. Same with WrestleMania 35. If you said to me, listen, Drew McIntyre is going to win the Rumble and main event, I would have been like, okay, it's not out of the realms of possibility, but I can't see it. So I think mm, there is time. More likely than what we were just talking about. <laughs> more I mean, as you say, but still not something where you'd like be like, all right, that's a hundred percent something that I could see happening. So we'll have to see who, um, what WWE decides basically. Yeah, I mean SmackDown has got so many options. Like Cesaro, I feel like now is the time, but it's not going to be his time. That's that's what's bugging me. Like, what do you do with him at WrestleMania? Yeah, he might put on something amazing with Seth Rollins. Well, you know, I think Rollins and Bryan is probably where we're going. But, you know, Cesaro would fit in that mix. Um, he might do something great there. And, you know, maybe you put him in the IC title picture. But people want him as the world champ. Um, and I feel like they've, you know, uh, maybe WWE didn't even realise how much support there is for Cesaro. But, uh, you know, there's people like him laying around on SmackDown that, Put him over him. Put him. You know, I tell you him what. I tell you what. While we're here and talking about Cesaro, let, let let's touch on the, the the SmackDown Chamber because I thought this was brilliant and Cesaro came out of it looking so good. The point where I was like, I don't think I think everyone in that match, with the exception of King Corbin and maybe Sami Zayn, came out looking amazing. Like Jey Uso, the way he got rid of KO was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Cesaro and Daniel Bryan lasting pretty much to the end. I thought it was such a good match. Everyone came out looking better. You've, you've then, like, I didn't feel Cesaro needed the, like, it would have been nice to see him win and go on to face Reigns, but I felt like he gained a lot coming out of it that, like, I'm not sitting there thinking, damn, they really missed an opportunity. Feel like they could do that post Mania or something like that, maybe even fast lane if, if it's not Bryan, which I expect it will be. So, yeah, I thought it was an absolutely fantastic show uh, opener. Really, really enjoyed that match. Really enjoyed sort of what they're doing on SmackDown with having a lot of viable options. The match felt fresh, and I can't say that for the um, for the Raw match. The match felt like fresh, and every new person that got in there, I was like, damn, KO and Sami Zayn having their sort of reuniting their stuff. Jey Uso and Cesaro having a great back and forth. Jey Uso and Kevin Owens, there were so many cool little options. Even King Corbin when he came in, really enjoyed the stuff he was doing, being that sort of heater. So I I, th I thought that the, the SmackDown Chamber was absolutely fantastic. It's, honestly, I'll go back and rewatch it. But it's probably one of my favorite Elimination Chambers ever. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I like the WWE Title one as well, personally. Um, but I, I would have, if you'd said to me which one's better, I probably would have gone with SmackDown. To be fair, um, Mayor of Painsville Dan says, "Did we already rejoice? Did I miss my hyper chat? I mean, I don't know what hyper chat is, but yes, you did, Dan. Uh, and there were." mild rejoicings um let's move along to muhammad who says i really hope i am wrong but the miz won't lose the title tonight and we'll just have comedy segments our champion uh love the work you guys do all the best thank you muhammad we appreciate you, my man I, I mean i have hope that miz is going to light people up on the mic um and do what he did last night and with that intensity i think he might but with john morrison by his side and it's less fun. He's more going to be like, no, Nicky Derner, I won the title, probably. Um, but still, the, the promo we did last night, that's what I want. And hopefully we'll get some of that. Um, Ian, just saw on Vicky Guerrero's AEW podcast, she said that she pitched an idea of harassing, seducing Tony Khan to allow her to be the GM for a month for some awkward comedy. What do you think of such an idea? Would the idea fly, given Me Too and speaking out recently? Oh, come on, man. Like You'll be here all day if you... You have to remember, like, uh, 
Like no, no show in the world would exist if you couldn't touch on topics, right? Like that's the whole point of really letting it play out in a in a, in this kind of fantasy realm where whatever can be whatever. And um, it doesn't it doesn't mean you endorse or like you know don't whatever you don't lend in credence to these subjects. Um, I, I guess it would be. Oh, sorry, I thought you were done. No, personally, it's a bad idea. <laughs> First of all, um, you know, I don't like it. And Tony Khan, I think, is just perfect in his, you know, he's the boss, but you don't see or or get too much of it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's just the right, that, uh, that uh, the way that works. So I don't think you need him getting seduced by Vicky Guerrero <laughs> for weeks upon end. Um, I, don't, I don't think, though, that that would, like, in any way hinder or shine a bad light on speaking out, though, either. It'd be like, in terms of films, being like, after the Me Too movement, could they not have sort of, like, harassment in films or seduction in films? I think you have to to take away, as, as hard as it is to realise that wrestling as uh, shot guys isn't real, the storylines are pitched, Vicky Guerrero and Tony Khan would both been involved. I understand the waters would have sort of been muddied, and it is sort of a grey area, but I don't, I wouldn't see an issue with it. But in terms of the story, it's not a great one. Probably something I wouldn't do. It's not very in AEW's wheelhouse to do that. And I agree with you. The way Tony Khan is used, having sort of been used sparingly, I, I, I much prefer. So, yeah, I, I'd continue. I, I wouldn't have this. I like that from Johnny T as well. Tony Khan is too smart for that sort of stuff. It would be a weird character shift for him to be seduced by Vicky Guerrero. Uh, let's see. Uh, do we have any other chats? I think I've done them all. I've done them all, Lou. So while we're here, let's talk about the uh, the rest of the Elimination Chamber because we didn't really touch on the WWE one uh, apart from a sparing moment or the US title. Uh, just to touch on the US title, I felt like it was all about Bobby Lashley, really. I know Riddle won the title, but the whole match was basically based on Bobby Lashley looking strong, dominant, uh, and the intensity and all of that great stuff. And he did a great job. The crutch shot, by the way, the second one looks stiff as anything. I don't know how gimmicked those crutches are, but the way he snapped it off Lashley's back, I was like, oh, that looks, that looks terrible. Um, so kind of sold the way that Riddle would win the match. Fine. Um, in terms of the WWE Chamber, uh, Will Gavin on my talk sports show earlier argued that he doesn't want to see Jeff Hardy in these matches anymore, which is probably music to Louis' ears. I still, I mean, I still, I still preferred him ahead of what Jinder would have done in there. Personally, um, I, we're not going to dive too deep into that again. I still thought the whisper in the wind. You know, Jeff, Jeff did what Jeff does, right? Um, I don't know how many more of those he's got in him. But uh, Jeff did what Jeff does. I thought AJ again was just like the star of the show, man. Like he's so. I know it's like boring to some people at this point to say how good AJ Styles is, but it's almost like such a given that people aren't even really talking about it. And I was just saying on before I came on air that what do you do with AJ at Mania? He wanted the title match. He's not going to get that, right? It's going to be Drew and Lashley and whatever, maybe the Miz. He wanted Edge. Not going to get that. He's got. Roman Reigns for the Universal title. His other option, Louis, was the game. Triple H, do you think we go in that direction? And do you have any other thoughts on the matches that I touched on? Um, I, I think we're going to get Riddle and Styles, I think, maybe. 
Who knows? Um, but I don't think we're going to get Triple H. I'd love to see it, though. I'd absolutely love to see it, especially without. I know he spoke to you about it. How openly he said he wants that match. I, I would have. I would like that. Um, Raw feels like it's got less options than SmackDown. I feel like SmackDown, you got Cesaro and Seth, or Brian and Seth, or Big E and Christian, or Big E and Shinsuke. Seth. You got so many options. Where, if anything, like when we fantasy, but well, when I felt sort of fancy booked mania uh, on the Friday show, we we were like, damn, forgot KO. We just didn't have any matches for him. And same thing, I think you're going to have. Uh, sorry, the opposite of what you're going to have on SmackDown. You're going to be like, uh, sorry, on Raw, you're going to be like, I don't know how this works. Like, who you fit in where? I reckon we'll get the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal back. Because it is going to be in front of fans that I reckon you'll see guys like Jeff Hardy in there, guys like maybe even Sheamus in there if he doesn't do anything. But oh, that's there's two names are very painful to me to put in that battle royal. Oh, Jeff Hardy can, do can a, go in there. You could do Jeff a, Hardy can, can go in there tomorrow. I don't you're so you're so flippant about Jeff Hardy. It's aggravating me. He's yeah, got anyway. a lot to offer still. He could still do a good story with anyone. Um, you're you're two your two co-hosts. Will and I today You're both idiots, but both of you both both agreed that listen, that there is no place for Jeff in, in that match in 2021 for my money. There is, there's not. I would much and rather the Miz as WWE J- champion than Jeff Hardy. You, um, no, nor would I. I. I still think the climb for Jeff Hardy back to the world title is still a story. Oh, please, we're not in 2002. Come on. So what? Oh, you're such a, a geek with that. Like, oh, oh, it's not back then. Or, you know, oh, we'll push younger talent. Like, it doesn't always have to be that. Edge and Roman Reigns is fine, isn't it? If it's good, it's good. And oh, Jeff, it's Hardy, good, yeah. Jeff Hardy Don't can put, have a good story. He can. Don't put Jeff Hardy in Edge's, in Edge's league, though. But he is. Maybe not like in terms of shape and what they can do today. If we're yeah. talking league, if we're talking legal time, definitely is. I don't care what anyone says. Listen, don't even yeah. talk about Jeff Hardy bad, says Jaden here, by the way. I, I've, just, I've got this on screen, but obviously this is going to go on podcast, so I just want to read it. Uh, he's been willing to push younger talent, and I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. Jaden, I'm the resident Jeff Hardy defender. Uh, I, I, I'm not trying to like tell people that Jeff Hardy is what he was, right? That would be foolish. Even when uh, he had his first title run, it was beautiful. It's a shame that he... And his demons would ultimately muck that up. But yeah. I still maintain there is a story to be had there. And I don't have to make Jeff the champion. But I do think the chase of him willing to risk it all, there is a story there. And he can still do those things if obviously you you do the match right, um, where it could be entertaining. There'd be a lot of fans who would get behind it. I don't think like Jeff is some throwaway guy. Like Too many people are talking like that for my liking. Where it's like, oh, uh, you know, what's Jeff Hardy still doing in a ring or any of this stuff? Like, you ungrateful mother. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's it's this, this, That is how I feel for Mark Dunaven, though. He can't cut a good, good promo. What's, what's, what's that got to do with anything I just said? Edge. You put your like, I cannot believe you put him in the same wheelhouse as Edge. He's the, the same, same conversation. Sort. Yeah, well, I mean, mate, yeah, I mean, I suppose he hasn't got the same decorated career, but like, mm. in terms of. <laughs> Indelible moments, they are they're, they're very similar, and one yeah, about the other, and one about the other, in fact, is not the same, right? So agree. it's very difficult to actually. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I feel like you twisted what I said. I'm not saying that like they are the same in the sense that like Jeff Hardy could do what Edge does today, or that the interest is the same, or whatever that, but in terms of like legendary status, 
They're not that far apart. You're making out as if Jeff Hardy is like a mid-card guy and edges some like first hall of the first first ballot hall of famer. That's not what it is. It isn't. Well, he was though, wasn't he? Well, Jeff Hardy just a mid-card guy. No, you think that no, would be his Ed, legacy? No, no, sorry, sorry. Edge was a first ballot hall of famer. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the disparity between the two. Oh, I'm not saying Edge isn't now. To be honest, now I feel like he like listen, Jeff Hardy for all he's done has had a fantastic career. Right now, for me, he is a he is a mid carder, an upper mid carder at best. If he goes into the mid card tomorrow, I'm like, okay, he was in a few with Elias like a week ago. That's mid card. Is Alex on thing or is that me? Okay, so Alex has gone. It's not me. I'm going to remove him quickly. We're going to add him back. Yeah, he's, pro he's, he's probably. All right. You can see exposing the backboard. Let's, re let's remove this while Alex comes back. That wasn't how the show was supposed to end. Um. Okay. Interesting. But, uh, guys, thoughts on Jeff Hardy? Because I I want to know, what do you guys think about how how he is now, how he'll be remembered, uh, what, what I guess his legacy is, whether you think he can be in the same conversation as Ed, whether you want to see him in a WrestleMania sort of, not even WrestleMania match, but in a, in a big title match on a pay-per-view. Do you want to see him in that hole, in that bracket? Um, for me, no. I don't think he's um, he's in that bracket. I mean, we've got Jeff should retire. I don't know about that, although I do like the Jurgen Klopp name. Um, he's fine. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would say Jeff Hardy's fine. I'm not I'm not blown away by him. He has one last title push from Jaden here. I don't know about that, but I think a title match, I wouldn't be completely opposed, like a, like a one-off pay-per-view, but uh, a, a big title match, no. Um, I'm going to open my DMs in case Alex has messaged me. He hasn't. Um, the Abu Dhabi internet strikes again. It does. I don't want to see Jeff at all. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, each to their own. But I, I, I do quite... I, I don't know about don't want to see him at all. I just think it, I don't want to see him at the top of the card. Um... I mean, yeah, Jeff, Jeff, to be fair, I respect the journey he's been through and the fact that he has been able to overcome his demons. Uh, I think Jeff's time has passed. He had a great career. I, I would agree with that. I And I don't think there's any shame in that, being like, you know what? Your time has passed. I don't want to see you in, the, in those top spots. Ed says, I like Jeff Hardy. Oh, you're back. My battery just cut yeah. out. You, you're back. Um, it, is, it, it literally, just, I had 20% left and it went, nah, mate, and went. Poor, poor. I had to steer the ship at the end of this. Uh, we're just going oh. through Jeff Hardy. It, see, it seems like the comments are quite mixed, to be honest, with people being like, I like Jeff, and people being like, mm, he should retire. Like, you got this one here, but then you've got, uh, I don't want to see him at all. Um, you got, uh, he deserves oh, one more push. <laughs> he should retire. I feel like him. I think, well, it's not if you use them right. I hate that sentence. Like when people are like, oh, they're too old or or his time is gone. They're not. Anyone can be used right. 
if they are it doesn't matter what the age or whatever like they can be used correctly and as someone stated earlier jeff has for better or worse since he's been back in wwe he's really been putting people over for the most part um i i feel like i've probably got too emotionally involved just because i like jeff um not the, i don't know the person that well i just mean his body of work i always love jeff as a performer i agree he's not what he was, nor should he be like the feature player, but you shouldn't be telling men to retire and stuff. He definitely has a use. Uh, and I think he's just seen out his years in WWE now. Like he hasn't got long left. I think we all know that. Listen, WWE doesn't want him to go to AEW either because it's probably a, <laughs> a lot of money. It's probably money, you know, in a Hardy Boys uh, sort of Young Bucks stuff and, and, and all you'd see there. But yeah, I think it, it's interesting. Jeff seems like a very divisive, divisive character divisive a lot of people a divisive figure in wrestling a lot of people like myself are kind of like we're dancing in in in, in, in the title matches and you 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 were saying that you're not but uh there's nothing wrong with that in wrestling a bit of a debate uh yeah it's not that um i want to see him in title matches like i i, I didn't want him in the chamber i think we'd had that discussion you told me you told me you should win the main event of wrestlemania i said that yeah i mean <laughs> let's replay that clip uh no i mean like i said i I never like uh, wanted him. I didn't think he belonged in the chamber in the first place. But once he was in there, I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like, if you can give me Jeff Hardy's greatest hits, give them to me. And that's what he did. He did the you know, whisper in the wind. He did his swantons. He did his. He did what he did. Uh, yeah, and then that was it. That was Bob's your uncle. See you later, Jeff Hardy. Uh, so he did what he came to do. But anyway, enough, Jeff Hardy. We've kept you long enough, guys. And sorry for the couple minutes where I had to dip out, but my laptop battery decided it wasn't going to play fair. It pulled a miz on me anyway thank you very much for joining us on this uh post show post elimination show episode of wrestling daily louis and i will be back tomorrow to discuss the news or i'm sure there will be some after the fallout of raw tonight uh i will be back then with sp3 then steph and then louis rounds off the week once again with friday night insights so thank you for joining us louis do you have anything you want to tell the people before we depart i know you have an interview on the horizon yeah, I do. I'm interviewing Melina tomorrow, immediately after Wrestling Daily, actually. So we'll have to finish at nine on the dot because I'm no. going. No, <laughs> I'm going straight to interview her. So if you've got any questions, uh, message me on Twitter, uh, tag me on Twitter, and I'll be sure to ask uh, her anything. Obviously, I'll be asking her about the report she was returning to WWE. What, what, what any truth is in there, and, and of course, a plethora of other topics. So, um, yeah, message me on Twitter if you got if you got any uh, things you want to know specifically. For the champ, the Quizzlemania champ. Uh, Louis, I look forward to watching. I look forward to reading or watching that. I'll be able to watch it, will I? Watching. Watching and reading. Watching and reading. Both? You want that from me? Damn. All right. uh, I'll give you one. Listen, guys, thank you very much for joining us for this show. We will catch you tomorrow. Thanks for stopping by with us. Thank you for your ultra chats. Make sure that you subscribe to Wrestling Daily. You give us the thumbs up. All of that great stuff. Make sure you do it. Be the good eggs that I know that you are. And we will see you later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.